For this segment of Tech Talk with Johnson College, Dr. Katie Leonard hosts Kelly Barrett, Vice President of Order and Fulfillment at Rhodes Scholar, where they will discuss the impact the coronavirus has made on our nation's skilled workforce and how essential businesses have adapted in order to remain efficient during this hard economical time. Kelly, thank you so much for being here with me today. Even though we're doing this remotely, it's still nice to, to be together and be able to have this conversation. Uh, Road Scholar is such an important business in our region. Of course, you're essential now more than ever before. You've always been essential to us at Johnson College. I know we've had a wonderful history together and working and doing even more. Uh, we've had interns there. We're trying to build an even more robust uh, internship uh, program with Road Scholar. So starting there, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about Road Scholar and what all you do, and then a little bit about yourself as well. Sure, sure I can. So my parents founded Road Scholar in 1988. And today we have about 125 tractors, 500 trailers, some are dry vans, some are refrigerated trailers, and we service primarily from Maine, south to North Carolina, and west to Ohio. Our best relationships are with responsible purchases, purchasers of transportation services, so someone who requires the integrity of their product to be maintained. We're really, really good at that. Um, any food, pharma, chemicals, we are very good custodians. We work really hard to make sure that we do a good job there. Uh, so I started working at Road Scholar in 1988, so I was nine years old, and that was probably against um, child labor laws, but I don't think my parents <laughs> cared. So when they started the business, um, my three siblings and I, we just worked from the house with my mom, and that was how we got our allowance. Um, it's the only job I've ever known, probably a fault of mine, but I've done uh, my best trying to get some education outside of here. So I have my undergraduate from the University of Scranton and my master's from there as well. And we are just plugging away at trying to figure out how we can function remotely in an environment that has literally been people on top of each other. I mean, we are to the left and right of each other in our war room. So we were able to spin it up really quickly. We were really impressed with our ability to do that. Our IT department was outstanding. Everyone had a computer to take home within two days, and 70% of our workforce now is working from their house. The remainder of the people who are left here, way more than six feet apart, and we have not seen a blip in, on the radar. So it's worked out really, really well, fortunately. That's, that's so great to hear. We were, you know, similar circumstances at, at the college. We, you know, the faculty, we, I mean, we are a hands-on college. That, that's what we're known for. Um, uh -huh. And we also promise students real-world experience. And you know, we've been saying it doesn't, you know, get more real-world than this, unfortunately. Um, so our faculty were able to get a majority of their coursework up online, uh, similar to what you were saying, within a week. Uh, and then many of our students were still able to complete a lot of their lab hours and internship hours out in industry because like Road Scholar, you know, all the industries that we work with are still considered essential, whether it's from, you know, logistics to, you know, diesel, you know, truck mechanics, auto mechanics, manufacturing, healthcare. You look at any of the sectors and our students are still 
um, very, very much needed. So, you know, like you, sometimes it's, it's good, you know, to, to be small, you can be flexible and agile and just get things uh, up in, in moving and communicate with people in, in a way that sometimes, um, you know, other organizations just don't have uh, necessarily the same ability uh, to do. Um, so, you know, on those lines, um, this, as we've been discussing, has been an adjustment for everyone. Um, so, you know, what in terms of your operations have you had to to augment, if if any, and what do, what does it look like now? Oh, so much, so so much. Um, you don't even realize all of the contact points that you have, not only internally but externally. So, in theory our drivers at least, um, they essentially are socially distanced the majority of their day. Um, or we don't slip seat, meaning we don't switch tractors. The same driver is assigned to the same tractor day in and day out. Um, there were instances that we had to address such as fueling in our yard here um, or something, a mechanic perhaps going into the truck. We had to address those issues and fix them. So people are out. They're not in the trucks. Um, our drivers are doing everything that they can to get their truck in any position that it has to be for someone to work on it. Um, if a mechanic does have to get in there, they are well covered in PPE and we clean down the area extremely well. We have to worry about their families at home too. So mm -hmm. that it is of major importance to us that we keep everything up to par. Um, the only thing that was an issue for us for pickups or deliveries would be paperwork. It, we did not realize how pro profoundly we would be affected by that. Um, we have come up with two different options. One is contactless and the other one is completely paperless. So we give our drivers and the shipper or receiver the ability to affect that any way that they need to. Um, we, our office staff will help with the electronic version. If it's one of our drivers doing the contact list, they put the paperwork in the trailer, they back in, the product is unloaded, paperwork is signed, driver's notified by phone that he or she can pull out. Off we go. Our customers helped us create that and they could not be happier with the fact that they're decreasing their employees' exposure as well. So everyone's a little bit safer. That's great. And how, you know, you mentioned, you know, customers, how, how's everyone, you know, feeling for the most part now that, you know, we're settled in a little bit to this new normal, um, you know, from your perspective, how do you think people are feeling? In the marketplace or in their place of the business? Both. Um, I will tell you right from the get go, our customers with whom we work have been really positive. Most of them for us are essential. Uh, there are a lot in the food, pharma, chemical, hand sanitizer, you know, all this stuff now has to move. It is certainly not an option. So our drivers have been really busy. Our shippers and receivers have been really busy. Their only problem is getting product in to process. So it, it, it really, they're, they're very positive in terms of the outlook. Um, marketplace, I, I mean, I know how I feel, but... I am out in the real world, so being essential, I still have to come to work. Most people, even with whom I work, don't even leave their house anymore, literally. Mm -hmm. So they are, I'm leery. I am leery of just being in public generally now. They are much more leery than I. So I think it will be a slow return, 
but mm-hmm. everyone definitely is chomping at the bit to get out. I know it's hard and the weather certainly hasn't <laughs> been cooperating even just to no. get outside for walks. I try every day. <laughs> so do I. Good. Mental health is important. That's right. Um, so as we were saying earlier, a company like World Scholar can't just shut down um, and, and have everyone working from home. Um, as you mentioned, you are an essential business. You're, you're keeping not only the region going right now, but the whole country, the supply chain, so critically important. Um, so have you felt added pressure um, for your team to succeed? Uh, and have there been any, you know, I know you touched upon it a little bit, but any new hurdles that have presented um, that you've sort of been able to, you know, jump over with creativity? Yes, we had to become very innovative very quickly in this archaic industry, right? So um, we have um, drivers who are out on the road with truck stops that were temporarily shut down. That became a real problem. But what it did is it caused us to come up with a solution for them. So we've been ordering lunches for them. We have them staged in an area that is cordoned off six feet, so there's one person at a time, but they get food. Then they go out on the road and they don't have to stop anywhere and put themselves at additional risk. We had to order masks for them and hand sanitizer. It was not easy finding that. I can't tell you how many times the order canceled. (laughs) And um, then, you know, bottles to put them in and gloves and all of these things we had to do rather quickly, but we did it really well. I I work with such a great group of people that cares. So we had hurdles, yes, and I think we still do. I think we can still make improvements, but I definitely see us so much better on the other side of this. So, yeah, that's how we're that's how we're looking at it right now too there's definitely there's been you know challenges but i'm just so amazed at the ingenuity of people and how they rise to a challenge and see the opportunity inside of it and some of what we've been doing like increasing our labs out in industry these are you know plans that we had to do regardless of the pandemic so in a way the pandemic just made us get to those plans uh even faster so uh, you know, I often say, and we, we talk about this, you know, a lot with our students too, if you put the challenge out there, um, people will often rise to the occasion. I think we doubt ourselves sometimes and we doubt humankind sometimes, but I've, I'm always impressed by, you know, the number of times that challenges arise and we say, okay, well, we have to figure it out. So what are the ideas? Uh, and we've, we've really seen that with our faculty, with our staff, and definitely uh, with with our students, you know, the, the ways in which they've been demonstrating their hands-on skills at home and, you know, video, getting video of themselves and sending it back and working on their own cars and trucks and, you know, using their, their animals and loved ones at home as, as patients for their labs. It's just been um, so wonderful to, to see. And again, I think it says just a lot about people in general and their their ingenuity. You know, we definitely that sense of the human spirit, how it never, never quits. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> we didn't have this need prior. So we, we got right. jostled out of our rut. It is good. Mm-hmm. I, I think that processes are becoming streamlined and people mm-hmm. are learning how to hold themselves accountable outside of the office. And people are learning how to communicate better. Customers are learning how to communicate better with their vendors. So mm-hmm. I, I think all good things come of this. I really do. Yeah. So, so with that, you know, as I asked earlier, do, do you feel any sort of added 
pressure for your team to succeed or you know is has it more been like hey there's there's this set of challenges and while they're unique um we still need to figure out ways uh to to rise to to that challenge so i feel like the people with whom i work um my are, are drivers primarily this is what they live for right so if there were no supply chain before this no organized supply chain we would create one right now and they answered the call so well every single one of them we have not had anyone be hesitant they know their duty to society and they are doing such a great great job it is very nice to have them recognized Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love the, the, the way you put that. If there was no supply chain, we would we wouldn't have to invent it. Right. Um, I said the same thing to my, my team at the college. I said, look, like, you know, looking at fall and next year, we have to almost think about this as if there is no technical college in this environment. So how do you create one? What do you do? What does the budget look like? Um, what, do, what do our operations look like and just work backwards from there. Um, it could be, you know, it could be daunting, I think, but as, as you mentioned, I also think it brings out the, the best in people. And when you almost give them that freedom to think in those terms, again, what they can come up with is sometimes better than, like you said, the original way that, that you were doing it. So um, I, I agree. I think we're all going to be stronger uh, on, on the other side of this. Um, so as you know, one of our major divisions of study at the college is transportation. Uh, and as we mentioned, these, you know, many of these careers have been deemed um, essential. And I know your team at Road Scholar is comprised of so many jobs from logistics um, to, you know, diesel truck mechanics and getting those crucial deliveries from point A to point B um, and kind of, you know, learning and creating some of the technology and in, in, in those decisions. So do you pro project any type of growth in these areas? Um, in any sectors, and has it been magnified due to the pandemic? Any growth, technologically speaking, in my mm -hmm. industry? Yeah. I, so you see FedEx and UPS, they make deliveries, and there's either no signature required or it's done on a touchpad. Sometimes they can simply use a geofenced location timestamped to prove that they made the delivery. We don't benefit from that today. Okay. Um, I can't simply send a location and a delivered status to a customer and expect that they'll accept that and pay me and then be able to collect from their customer. So I do envision that changing for sure. I We have the capacity to provide that information and in some instances where it's a hot spot in terms of the virus, we do do that. It's on an exception basis right now, but I believe it has to become much more commonplace. Okay. And then in terms of the way that, you know, I know our diesel truck mechanics, you know, they, they're, they're taking care of the trucks, which is also critically important because if we don't have the trucks, then we can't get the, the goods to where they, they need to go. So is anything, has anything changed uh, from that perspective? Just, I know you mentioned earlier, um, you know, the, the things that you've put in place to keep the driver safe, but how about some of the, on the, on the mechanical end, um, have you changed the, the way that uh, any, any of that? It, though the group um, in our 
shop is essentially social distance as well. The only time they really were congregating was if they were eating, so obviously that was disbanded. But in terms of working on a truck, they are not usually within six feet of someone else, um, even the trailers as well. So they're larger pieces of equipment, the, they're far away from their colleagues. That being said, there are times where customarily we would have had two people under the truck, now we have to take turns. So we just supply them with all the equipment that they need, make sure that they're protecting themselves and the other person is protecting them. And we have been really successful. We haven't had any pushback. And I don't know that there's not another, not something else that we could change. It probably could be. But as time progresses here, we're definitely going with it. Yeah, that's great. Um, so what do you see? Like, I, I know we talked a little bit about this earlier, but what do you see on the other side of this for, for Road Scholar? I mean, I, I imagine now, you know, the, the demand um, for the products to be delivered quickly is at an all-time high. So, you know, what's going to happen on the other side of this? Is that going to continue, do you think? Um, I guess, what's, like, what do you see as, as the new normal for people's expectations on the other side of this even? Well, I can tell you this. One thing that is definitely going to change is that the relaxation on hours of service is going to go away. So with that, what we've been able to do is get the product to marketplace without really any delay at all. Um, any, it, with hours of service, a delay at a shipper or a consignee's facility can needlessly eat away at your clock. We've been able to work around that, and our drivers within reason, obviously, um, can continue to drive with something called the emergency exception. So okay. if they take that exemption and their, their hours of service don't show that they have any violation, that has really been helpful feeding the market. So once that is taken away and we have to go back to the normal hours of service regulations, I, in my mind, I'm thinking that um, some shippers and receivers are going to be like, well, where's your guy? He's been on time for the past three months and, you know, it's two hours beyond the 10. So it's a, it'll be a little bit different. But I think that the demand is going to be there. I really do. We have very few customers who are shut down at this point. Mm -hmm. And I know that those customers are ready to go. Um, we're already in the second quarter. They have work that has to be done, and yeah. they're ready to do it. So I do expect that the demand will be up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, and that, that's what I'm hearing from a lot of the employers that, that we work with. I mean, when, when you think about it, before the pandemic hit, there was already this skills gap, right? I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about this. There's, there's already like, such a need from these employers that are now considered essentials. Like we, we always knew that, that they were essential. Um, so now, even though, you know, for some of them, they might be working with less people, they know, again, on the other side of this, that the demand's still gonna be there and more than likely it's gonna be even greater um, because people that have been stuck in their houses not doing things, all of a sudden, even if we ease into it, um, they're gonna be able to do those things. Um, and there's, there's going to be that, that continued demand. So I think, you know, our challenge, which has always been uh, at the college is, you know, how quickly can we get, you know, our students to our um, industry partners. Um, so, and I, and I think some of what we've had to do just in terms of the online classes and like the speed at which we've been able 
to get some of this uh, up and going. I think, you know, I see that just continuing for, for us at, as well. Um, so at this point, like, what would you say to anyone that's considering a new career uh, or just graduating high school right now? So obviously I would like people to do something that, that they like, that they love, you know, that they want to do, but to ensure employment, just look around. You see who is still working. These people are absolutely essential, and they were as essential last year as they are today. There is always work to be had, and if you choose the right industry, you will never be short of work, never. I mean, our, our drivers work their behinds off all year long, but now, I mean, obviously it's exacerbated. Same thing in our shop. You know, there, there are a lot of industries that anyone looking for a future can choose that will guarantee work for them. Mm -hmm. that, that's Most great. of them at your I know, and, and we've been, you know, we've still, we transitioned quickly. We were supposed to have an open house um, back at the beginning of April and we were able to transition quickly and rather than have the face-to-face -face open house, um, we, we did a series of virtual open houses. And I have to say, they've been, you know, just as, as popular as our face-to-face -face open house. And I think it's encouraging to see people like while they're at home, they're not just, you know, um, sitting around, you know, feeling sorry for themselves. But I think people are really giving a lot of thought and consideration into, okay, what is this new world going to look like on the other side of this? And how do I prepare myself um, for that, because I don't know that everyone's going to have a job to go back to. So it is time for people, I think, to think about, okay, how do I re, how do I reskill uh, or upskill? Uh, and for those coming right out of high school, I think, like you said, Kelly, I, I do think if, you know, if not them, then definitely their parents are looking around saying, what are these essential industries? You know, how can my son or daughter, um, you know, get into a, an industry where they're always going to have a job and have a career. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, pe people are just going to be paying a lot more attention to that than, than ever before. Even as a fallback, if, if it's not uh, what you want to do today and you, there's a pandemic and you lose your job, you could certainly hop into HVAC rather quickly in this environment <laughs> or truck driving, right? That's right. <laughs> Well, thanks again so much for being here with me today, Kelly. Even though we, we were remote, I think we had a wonderful conversation. Hopefully the next time we see each other, it'll be face-to-face. -face. If not, uh, I look forward to talking to you again uh, in, a, in a venue like this. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Katie. Thanks. Stay safe. Find all Tech Talk with Johnson College podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. Johnson College. We work.